Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys and welcome to the Happy Single Moms podcast. My name is Khalifa and we have a lovely lady called Tanya Heasley. She is an anger management coach and I reached out to her because I need her help alongside a lot of other mothers out there. Um, I didn't know that I had an issue with anger till um, my son was was playing and he was like, mommy, mommy, look, I'm you. And he was actually pretending to drive I'm acting like me because I've got terrible road rage. I can be as calm as butter, but as soon as I get in a car, I just start screaming and shouting. And my son was like, mommy, look, I'm you. Are you stupid? What's wrong with you? And that's when I saw a mirror and I was like, oh my God, I have an issue with anger. I need to sort it out because I didn't realize that this little child is watching me every single day handle you know, situations in the wrongest ways, you know, and um, having a child is very, very emotionally taxing. It has been the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And alongside being a single mom. So like having a child and then having anger issues, it's been hard. So you being an anger coach, I just think that you are a blessing in disguise. Like you, you are here to save the day for me alongside other mothers. So please tell us about yourself and your um, anger management coaching. Well, okay. So I have four children, so I can resonate with the whole aspect of it can be emotionally taxing young people. And what you had described there is what I call displaced anger. People who get road rage, it's called displaced anger. You're actually angry about something else that happened before, maybe even months ago, years ago. And then something triggers it in the car where you kind of feel safe, but you're not safe. And then that's a normal reaction. So I just wanted to like add that to, because it's relevant to what you just said then. But a bit more about me, um, I grew up in a domestic violent house. So I saw a lot of anger and there was a lot of fighting and a lot of things getting smashed up and I could almost feel the same sort of way in myself so it's learnt behavior but I fortunately I think because my natural way of being is quite calm and chilled but I could feel the rage in me as well and I wanted to mimic what I was seeing too but I didn't like it so I started to have like a really bad view of anger and um, like it was a bad thing and anything that was bad in my mind I didn't want to do so I am um, yeah I I saw anger as a bad thing and so from about a very young age I started to read up on anything and everything to do with how not to be angry so I've been in this field not professionally but personally since I was about 16 mm. and then I trained as a counsellor and then went to uni, did psychology, and then specialised in anger management coaching when I was in my early 20s. And at the time, I was the youngest in the country to specialise in anger management coaching, which wasn't really a thing back then. 
it was more like, oh, you do counseling, but you specialize in anger. Um, yeah, so how I got over the whole domestic violence was I started to work on myself more, started to love myself more, um, started to learn how to communicate better with others. I, I kind of like picked up from how my parents spoke to each other. And I remember thinking, why do you talk to each other like that? What, what, what's the need? If you just sat down and talked calmly, which I know now in hindsight, it's hard when you're raging and all you want to do is like throat punch people because <laughs> that, you know, even though I teach anger management, people assume that I don't ever get angry. I have the feeling still, you know, my anger is still triggered, but I just don't react in the same way that others do. So I don't express it in an aggressive way. So you being an anger management coach, yeah, so what does that actually mean? So me coming to you now saying to you that I feel like sometimes I can be an angry mum and my son says, it, oh, mummy, you're angry, you know, and I'm saying to him, no, I'm not angry, you know, but he can see that I'm, I'm angry. If I tell him to, we, we've had the issue, he's 10 now, but we have this thing in my house whereby he just puts the towel on the floor and I'm like, pick up the towel, you know, <laughs> and I'm saying the same thing every day I don't know whether she's speaking French whether she's speaking Spanish but I'm like when you have a shower don't leave your towel on the floor but he'll leave it and just walk out and <laughs> I'm like pick up his towel you know <laughs> so, and he's like why yeah. are you so angry and I'm like I, like it's just a, I don't know whether it's a boy thing but I'm just like speaking English so what can a mother do to try and fight against this this because it's like an inner rage like I am trying to address something to you, like just get it together. I feel like it should be like a light bulb, like understand what I am saying, you know? Mm. So how can you help in regards to identifying the anger and helping mothers get yeah. over it? <laughs> I think you've you hit something there and that is the understand. Why doesn't he understand why I need the towel picked up? So to help you, it's to, start looking at what is it about you that makes you feel like you're raging and you want to shout out. So it's understanding your own anger first. And that would be to um, what is the need? So for me personally, if I ask one of my kids to do something and they don't do it, I feel like I'm being disrespected and not heard, like they're completely ignoring me. Yeah. And one of my triggers is being ignored. And I look into that, and that's because coming back historically, when my parents were screaming at each other and I'd be screaming at them to stop, they weren't listening to me. So it, it's proper deep for me. It's like, I feel like I'm being ignored. So for you or anybody who wants to know what to do, it's look at your own self. What is it the need? What is it that you want to achieve there? Mm. That would be one of the, the main things is what do I need and what do I want? Okay, so what is positive anger and how does it change lives then? Because you deal, you deal with positive anger. So how, what is that? So positive anger is using anger to benefit you in the correct way. And, and a good way to describe it, how I describe it to many people is, I always use Martin Luther King as an analogy because he saw an oppression and rather than causing riots and kicking off and you know saying things that are, are not um well they're not positive he took a breath he kind of like stopped 
wrote a speech. He, he thought about what it was that he was seeing that he didn't like, what he wanted to happen, and then spoke it out in assertive way. Mm. And he made a change. So positive anger is about seeing something that isn't right or something that's adverse in your life and changing it to benefit you in a positive way. Well, like, I guess the best way to describe the two differences between negative and anger, uh, negative and positive anger, negative anger will, it's activated from our instincts. Our survival instincts wants us to, to stay alive. And so using the towel analogy, when a child doesn't do what we want, it almost feels like we've been threatened in some way. And so the negative anger will make us react without thinking, whereas positive anger is activating the part of our brain that makes us think about what it is that's triggering our anger. And that's why I was saying about look into yourself and think, why does this bother me so much? Mm. I mean, you know, like there, like, <laughs> You could pick up the towel yourself and put it away, but then that goes against, you've been telling him so long and he's not listening. Yeah. Why does that bother you so much? Yeah. So um, when you've, um, go on. My mum said to me um, a, a while back that, do you realise that everything that you get upset with your son about is exactly how you treated me? And she used to say something when I was much younger. She used to say to me, Khalifa, when you have your child, they're going to do exactly the same thing that you're doing. And he's doing it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's so funny that in life, sometimes the things that you dislike about others is what you actually see in yourself. So I don't like mm -hmm. laziness, for example, you know, it's something that I struggle with. So when I can see him being lazy, I'm like, no, 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 I don't like this. You need to sort it out so um I think that there's certain things that I do identify but a lot of mums I feel like we just it's it I don't know why it's so hard with parenting I don't know how you're doing it with four how you've done it with four because it's especially when you're alone it's it is hard and um so this do you have any tips in regards to like the activities that you could do for positive anger yeah there's something called flow so it's an acronym Okay. F-L-O-W. So before you react, just focus on the situation. And for instance, when children have temper tantrums or, you know, when they're raging, it's because they can't verbalize what they're thinking and feeling. And a lot of the time they don't even know what they need. So they're acting instinctively, which comes back to why sometimes we might react in the same way. We've stopped thinking about the situation and we just react, like pick up the towel. Yeah. So it's to focus on what actually is happening and then listen to what mm -hmm. they might be saying or listen to what you're telling yourself yeah. and then observe. So always observe the situation. Are they tired? Are they hungry? Are they scared? And the same in yourself. Am I tired? I mean, being a single mum looking after a child yeah. is tiring. So observing yourself, what, what is going on? And then wait before you respond, wow. before you react. And a good way to use that is, you know how to cross the road, right? You, yes. Can you remember being taught how to cross the road? Yeah. <laughs> right, well, I was taught the Green Cross Code, and that was to stop at the curb, look both ways, listen for traffic, and then, you know, is it safe to cross? Cross over. We do that because we're thinking about what we're doing. We don't absentmindedly just cross the road. We have to think about what we're doing. So with the weight aspect of the flow, it's the same principle. If I shout here, 
am I going to put us in danger of our relationship breaking down? Like, if you shout at your child, what's the reaction that you're going to get? Is it safe? It just gives you a little bit of time to to kind of process what's happening before you respond. And I, I know it's easier said than done, but that's just one quick way of trying to deal with your anger before you kick off at your child is to go with the flow. So focus, listen, observe and wait. Mm. But how, how can you teach me how to embrace the, the feeling? So I know you're, you're saying that the, the stop, uh, the flow, but then when, because I think that a lot of anger with me anyway, it's from, it, I can feel it from my stomach rising up like a volcano and then boom, you explode. So then with the flow, so you just stop, you breathe and then you analyze the situation and then you address it or do you just completely just leave it? You could use four, seven, eight. So you breathe in for four seconds, hold it for seven seconds and then breathe out for eight seconds. Because usually when our anger has been triggered, so it's, it's preparing us to react, to either run away or fight this something, the, the perceived threat. And that will affect our breathing. So to center yourself, you have to kind of like rebreathe yourself in the a calm sense. It all requires thinking again, though. So you have to think about, wait a minute, what's that process again? Four, seven, eight, right? Breathe in for four, hold for seven, out for eight. Yeah. And that, that just buys you a little bit of time before you react again. Okay. So, how then can, as a parent, like if I've got some issues with anger and I'm still trying to deal with and I'll implement the things that you've suggested, how then can I teach my child? How, how to handle anger because clearly most children are looking at their parents and looking at how they deal with you know pressing situations so then how then can I then change the way I react for my child then to change the way they re they react as well what steps can I put in place or other mothers there's lots of different steps but I think the first key thing is communicating it's communicate how you're feeling so I feel angry because I've asked you to pick up the towel, but you don't do it. And that makes me feel sad. What I want you to do is to pick up the towel and I've asked you. It's naming the emotion. What is it that you're feeling? And then saying, what caused that? What's the trigger? Yeah. And then asking what it is that you want? And that in, I'm just using that towel analogy as an example. So that they are then learning how to verbalize what they're thinking and feeling a lot of the time depending on the age as well it's different all the young people's language is all different isn't it so it's hard to put it in a context what type of age we're talking about but if you keep on speaking to them how you're feeling and what you want they will start to be able to say it back I'm I'm tired or I'm scared what I want is a cuddle what I want is reassurance so that that's one of the best things to do is to just keep communicating with them yeah so why do you think that it is that we don't talk about anger more in this in our society because i see it on a daily basis people are angry but because it's got a bad press it's like what i was saying when i was growing up seeing all this anger i didn't like it i thought it was a bad negative emotion and i i essentially stuffed my anger for years and that caused depression in the end because Anger gives you the energy to respond to a perceived threat. But if you keep containing it, like, so I internalize my anger, if you keep containing that anger, that energy has to go somewhere. 
and it can fundamentally alter your brain chemicals, which it did in me, which then created depression, which then means you have no emotion. So that's the internalized anger. Um, because it's a bad thing. So I think the reason why we don't talk about it is because people see it as a bad thing. Whereas I'm trying to flip it the other way around to say that actually anger keeps us out of danger. It, it stops us doing stupid things. It helps us voice what we want and how we're feeling. It makes things change. Like for instance, Martin Luther King, his anger reformed discrimination. Yeah. So it, it, he didn't do it because he was happy about it. He did it because he was angry about it. Um, so I guess that's why I'm trying to like raise the awareness of anger can be a, a positive thing if we start talking more about it and being open. Yeah. People, because I teach anger, I, I don't get angry. But it's so not true. Yeah. Like it's a fundamental emotion that we all have. Um, and when I tell people that, they're shocked. Because they're like, oh, you don't, you teach anger. How can you be angry? I'm angry. And it's a good thing because it, it makes me change things about my life that I don't like rather than hoping it goes away, which it doesn't. Yeah. So then um, why is it important to tackle anger for especially mothers? Why, why do you think that's important? Fundamentally, because we learn how to express our anger from our caregivers. So something else that I'm doing in my professional work, work is working with teachers because a lot of teachers who are stressed their reaction is to get angry in class. So they're shouting at their students and then expecting students to respect the teacher. Mm. Same thing, you know, like young people learn from us. So it's important that mums mimic a, a, a healthy expression of anger. It's okay to say, I'm angry, I don't like that. Mm. But it's just, if you're gonna shout it and scream it, that's, mm -hmm. That's where we don't like it. Yeah. Do you know what's weird? It's, I remember there's a, a, I don't know, yeah, I don't know if you're a Christian or not, but I, there is a scripture that just came to my mind. It says, "Be angry, but do not sin." That's what I, the, the Bible actually says. And I feel like with human beings, we get angry and then we like just shout, we scream, we shout, and we just do a lot of stuff. And one thing about me is that, and a lot of friendships I've had or relationships that I've had in the past is that I do not like broken eggs. Yeah, and I call it broken eggs because I feel like if you're angry with me, you can say the Fs and the this and the that, I'm a cow. But when people say that, oh, in 95, you did this and that, it's like they're stacking up, it's like they're holding database. So that's what really hurts me as a human being. I don't like when, if you're angry, just say that you've done this and that's that's hurt me. But when people then throw things at you and it breaks the egg, that's why I call it breaking eggs because you can't, put things back together after they're broken you cannot and i've seen a lot with people when they get angry they say some of the most hurtful things and you're like you can't take this back i heard what i heard why do we why do human beings just you know when they get angry it's the main objective is to hurt the other person well a lot of the time anger is either to protect or attack in an instinctual level that's what i'm saying about the old brain activity our anger is activated by a part of our brain that wants to protect us yeah. so we have to think and when people are not thinking and not aware of their own anger and what their wants and their needs are they will they'll just attack and say horrible verbal things to the other person and the key thing there is self-forgiveness wow. it's feeling 
love for ourselves and forgiving ourselves a lot of the time what I see my clients is they attack their partners because they feel guilty for things that they've done but rather than working on that or saying you know what I, I did that thing to you really hurt you and I'm sorry they don't want to take that on board they just want to project it outwards all the time saying it's your fault you're this you're that so it's self-awareness and self-forgiveness that's quite key with building positive anger so if a mum came to you now and said help me I'm an angry mum what's your advice well first of all I'd say well done for saying you're an angry mum because that's self-awareness and that is that is the fundamental key thing there is to put your hands up and say I'm angry the advice is not to feel guilty straight away and that's easier said than done for me to say like don't feel guilty because you have to work on that it's you're doing a good job no matter what anyone is saying it's reminding ourselves that we are trying our best we are still only human I, I didn't have a very good mum, so my mother role model was not positive. Mm -hmm. So I only have her as a role model to parent my own children. But how I did it is I took the bad things from her that I didn't like and focused on not bringing that into my own parenting. But there have been times, like my eldest is um, 25. So, you know, I've had 25 years of parenting and I sometimes still get it wrong if I'm feeling tired or a little bit of doubt creeps in. Like, oh, did I, have I done that thing right for him? I could feel it rising, like you mentioned earlier. It does, it rides in me. And, and that is just my anger trying to retreat or like, you know, protect myself. And it's moments like that, you just take a breather. So, and, and I don't feel bad because I know my kids love me and I know that they tell me. And I know angry children can say to the parents, I hate you, mm. and they don't mean it. But if, if one of my kids had said that to me, I would have been crushed because I hated my mum. That's how I felt about her. And so I would have then gone, well, they really do hate me, but I know they, you know, children say they hate their parents, but they don't really mean it. But for me, I would be crushed. Um, but none of them has ever said it. So... I have to keep on holding on to my value. My value is they love me. They've not told me that they hate me. So I'm doing an okay job. And actually the older ones do tell me, they do say, you know, you did well. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Okay. Well, they're adults, so they can tell me that. The younger ones, I mean, it's quite easy. I've, to be honest, I've had it easy. I, I really have. So um, if a, a mum's listening now and... Um... So we're like, like we said, we're, we're dealing with anger. So if a mum's listening and she has issues with anger with her ex-partner, for example, how, what advice would you give? Because I remember I had to deal with forgiveness for myself uh, alongside forgiveness with my ex because my son looks exactly like him. So there were times whereby, you know, this person that I used to love has done something to me. We're no longer together. And then I've got this mini me that looks exactly like him walking around the house, you know? So I found that even with a lot of moms that reach out to me, they had issues even with, you know, they sometimes they will take out their anger and frustrations on their own children, which I, I made sure that I went through counseling, to try and learn how to forgive myself, to forgive him and let go. But there are some mums that are still angry at their exes for things that have happened in the past. You know, so what advice would you give to someone listening that's trying to get over the, the anger? Like when the person's name pops up, they don't feel that rise like we discussed before. 
you mentioned the self-forgiveness like I have yeah if we cultivate our self-love if we really love ourselves truly that forgiveness will come out and those people that have hurt us it won't bother us so much because we, we don't put our value in those people anymore we don't we're not waiting for that affirmation back I mean I, I'm assuming for instance breakups can make us feel like um what's wrong with me um I mean I've been married 27 years but I did have a boyfriend before I was married and he broke my heart so I can remember how it feels and it really did knock my confidence it really shattered how I perceived myself bearing in mind I grew up around so much domestic violence that my perception of relationships was really quite negative but I had to work on my own love how I felt about myself and I think for me personally that was the epicenter of how I've managed to get through life quite well so for those people the the mums that are listening who feel that they're still angry about their partners is to work on themselves to start loving themselves and one aspect of that is putting little post-it notes everywhere around the house or positive affirmations like I'm doing well I'm a good mum I love myself something that I teach my clients which might sound a bit weird but most women do their makeup in the morning or look at themselves in the mirror okay so when you look at yourself in the mirror say to yourself I love you you're great you're beautiful it sounds weird but honestly it does work because um I I learned this from a very young age as well it's one of the first things I learned doing what I do when I first heard that I thought I am not standing in front of a mirror saying I love you you're so great but I tried it and it really does work because you're speaking it out you're saying it to yourself and that's the person that should be loving you anyway is yourself so that would be yeah, no you're right completely because I know that I used to do that but it, I used to speak to myself just when I had job interviews it's so weird that I would when before I would go into a job interview I would get there I'd be really nervous I'll go inside the bathroom and I'll look at myself I'm like Khalifa you got this go in there and kill it and for some reason it actually really does work when you're talking about talking to yourself I was gonna ask you so you've been married for 27 years right yeah what is the secret and how have you I know you're an anger management coach because like how have you maintained such a long that helps a little bit pardon that I said that uh, that helps being an anger management coach does help yeah um do you know I think for us personally it we we had trust freedom and communication that that's something that we've always had is to trust each other I don't ever, well, I mean, we don't really go out so much on our own now, but when we were teenagers and in our early 20s and we used to go out alone, I'd never let it go there in my head that he might be doing something with someone else. Wow. So I chose to just trust because otherwise, who, who have I married? You know, if I think that he's going to do something, then perhaps I shouldn't be married. And that was from a very young age. Um, we always gave each other freedom so we always allowed each other to go away with our friends or pursue our interests rather than you know bearing in mind I had four children and a lot of that time he worked an oil terminal so he worked away three nights a week sometimes four nights a week so I was at home on my own with the four kids and so therefore when he was at home sometimes I was like I need to get away like 
I need to, some alone time. And, you know, we gave each other the freedom to do things like that. Um, and also communication. Communication is massively key in anger management. It's being able to verbalize how you feel and say, I feel this, I want this and because of. So I think they're the, the three things of how we've managed to um, stay married for so long. Because yeah, we were 18 and 19 when we got married and it wasn't always rosy. You know, don't, don't think that it's been like a perfect marriage because it really was. We're both quite fiery people. Like I said, I'm, I'm an angry person. So, and I, I do say what I think, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I just think trust, freedom and communication awesome. was the key things. That's awesome. So where can people um, find you on social media if they want some of your support for the anger management? Well, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter. So Twitter, it's at Tristone Coach. And on Facebook, it's, it's actually facebook.com forward slash Tristone Coaching. And then on LinkedIn, if they just type my name in, then they can see my, my um, personal page because I don't just do anger management. I also work with young um, autistic entrepreneurs, helping them to get their businesses up and running. So I help women overcome their money blocks and success blocks that wanna be an entrepreneur. Wow. So that's something else to do. And also actually I make jewelry and um, sell jewelry. Oh, <laughs> and that's on my LinkedIn page too. So that's awesome. yeah, they're the three main social media platforms yeah yeah I, I wanna I wanna say thank you so much for coming on the happy single mom podcast I think that given that it's been the global pandemic everyone is stressed out and everyone's stressed out and they've got justification for them to be stressed out um I think that you your tips will really really help moms listening right now that have you know been angry or dealing with anger or trying to handle kids <laughs> so and i think that um it's so crazy that as human beings you have to go through an application to get a mortgage you have to go through a test to, to try and drive a car but there's no test you take for having a kid anyone can have a child and i always say to people that having a child is the most selfless thing you have to do because you know selfish people can't have kids and kids really really try every single emotion in your bone Yes. So um, I, yeah, I'm still working on myself alongside other mothers listening and people that are like you that are helping us, giving us helpful tips and tricks. I'm so grateful for. So thank you so much for coming on the Happy Single Mom podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's been great, actually. I could talk to you all the time, like oh. hours. Let's just carry on. <laughs> thank you so much.